Good evening. Come on into my world, Steffi's world. I am Steffi girl. It is 8.35 p.m. on a Wednesday evening. I hope all is well in your world, wherever you are listening from. Tonight, I come to you to help get out a story about a 15-year-old that was murdered by Gulfport police. I don't know if you're familiar uh, with the story involving 15-year-old Jaheen McMillan. I just watched a um, segment on YouTube with Black Power Media. Kalanji Changa talked to a pastor and the aunt of Jaheen McMillan. So I want to um, kind of let you know about what happened on that day, uh, where things stand as right now, and something that is happening this weekend. Jaheem was uh, with his friends on October 6th, and a 17-year-old was driving the car, and they pulled into a Family Dollar parking lot. The police were behind them. Eight seconds later, Jaheem was shot in the head by a Gulfport police officer. This was the account from Pastor Carl Soto. And I had, this is how much of the case that I knew. I actually saw the video that was making its round on the internet. And what I saw was Jaheem laying across the doorway. I don't think the cell phone shoot uh footage caught the actual shooting i think that you saw him dead the police uh tape was up and people were outraged and they were saying things uh right then so that's the uh cell phone video that i saw that people were uh taking that were on the scene the evidence witnesses and surveillance footage shows it was an unjustified shooting. All witnesses are saying that he had his hands up. Video that they viewed was from another business that showed that the police pulled in beside them. The 17-year-old got out and started running. Jaheem got out of the back rear and he ran towards the front door of the family dollar. The officer was firing at him multiple times. He turned around and the officer shot him in the head, killing him. There was no evidence that Jaheem had a weapon. The chief of police said he had one. I saw part of that uh, press conference and he did. The officer had body camera. They said for two months that the Gulfport police will not release. They said that they've released it to other law enforcement. Nine witnesses have came forward and all nine are saying the same thing. I know on the cell phone video that I saw, there was a white man there and he was very pissed off. And that was the first thing he said. He didn't have anything. They feel like Gulfport Police Department is not being transparent. 
and they're demanding accountability and that that officer be fired. Jaheem's aunt said that they did, they, they've been trying to obtain footage from Family Dollar. And what, it took weeks for them to even see the little piece that they saw. And they said that they gave the other footage to an attorney. The footage that they saw said it was just the posters and everything in the window from one angle, but it doesn't show us uh, what actually happened. They also said that that is video from inside the store and it doesn't reveal much. The pastor talked to the store manager who told him there are cameras in the lot. There's cameras almost down every aisle of the store and they only released one angle of footage and basically refusing to release the other. They feel like they're conspiring with law enforcement at this uh, point and they have not seen a video in this entirety. Jaheem's mother hired two attorneys. And one is Benjamin Crump. The other one is Warren Conway. They claimed that the video was turned over to the first attorney, who've gotten it to the two attorneys. And they're even saying they're not it's not good footage and they're frustrated. The aunt described Jaheem as typical 15-year-old funny. Into girls, hanging out, fam about his family, like cooking, like eating, like any other 15-year-old boy. You're probably wondering, how did we get here? We got here because there was a call made about black males in a car, uh, Gulfport, if you're not familiar where, where this happened at, is probably the second largest city in Mississippi, and Gulfport is right down from Biloxi. If you've been to the casinos in Biloxi, if you drive straight down, um, I want to say Ocean, I believe that's Ocean Drive or Ocean Boulevard, and you go to the west, to the east. <laughs> anyway, if you go away from the casinos, I got my whole sense of direction um, back. You will be in Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, I think one time we stayed in Gulfport. I've been to Biloxi a couple of times. So that's the area that you're talking about. But even though it's the second largest city in Mississippi, it's still relatively, you know, pretty small. And uh, police said that they were told that the young men were brandishing weapons. There were no weapons found. Certain witnesses weren't even allowed on the scene. Um, and the boys were out of school on a break. They were on a two-week break. Jaheem is gone. Four of his friends were expelled. You're probably wondering, what, like, well, why are they expelled and they was on a break? Now, this is something that I did not know. The school board unlawfully expelled them, saying that they were doing things that was unbecoming of the school. Now, mind you, the young men were on a two-week break. Uh, right now, the pa the families are um, getting assistance with the lawsuit and getting ready to sue. One of the dads of one of the young men said that he had a lockbox in the in the um 
vehicle and he always kept his weapon there. He worked in security. The boys did not have access to that lockbox. I saw part of the 20-minute press conference that the chief of police uh, did. And it was allegations about the boys riding around terrorizing. And that Jaheim pointed a weapon. At the end, I'm hearing of that press conference, a reporter asked, where's the body cam footage? And that's when the chief said it's been returned. It's been turned over to the MBI and he's not permitted to share. Nine witnesses have said the same thing. Seven of them didn't even know each other. So we know that they didn't cooperate their stories. After the incident, the young men were unlawfully detained without the presence of their parents. I would have thought that something would have been um, learned in the case of the exonerated five or six. You can't do that. And these were minors. These these were minors. They would not let the parents be with them and they interrogated them for hours. So that is being looked at and talked about. They also charge the young men with crimes and they had high bonds. I'm talking to the tune of over 500K per child. So they got the case back in front of a judge and got the bonds reduced. The boys were in jail for over a week and they still have charges on them about this. One witness was an elderly white Uber driver who pulled into the family dollar parking lot taking somebody there and she saw what happened and she has said the same thing and I think I saw one of her videos online he had no weapon he had his hands up I think she was the one that was visibly shaken by what she had just seen and you're probably wondering what can we do now um, the pastor asked to continually support the family as far as getting the story out. That's why I'm doing this uh, podcast tonight. Weekly protests are still happening in that area. December 3rd, there's going to be a big event. And families of others that have been murdered by the police, such as uh, Mike Brown, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake, and others, will be down there to support the family. December 3rd is a very special day for me, but if I, it's any kind of way that uh, I can hop a ride and get over there, I may show up. I don't know. But um, that's some things that's happening. Um, last week, I had saw what somebody called for a boycott of Family Dollar and Dollar uh, tree because Dollar Tree falls up under that umbrella. And just like Kalanji said, and he told the truth, there's a family dollar in every hood. So for them to be acting like this, like they don't have camera footage, something is definitely up. But we're talking about a 15-year-old. Um, all I can tell you is I could see the little thinness and lankiness of his body, and it bothered me. And I'm talking about it because out of everything that's going on, this is one of the cases that I am following and keeping up on. I just reached out to someone a couple weeks ago, and, and asked them could they tell me anything they had been um over there and I just don't know what to say I thought that at the press conference they said that by the end of the year they was going to release some things but I guess now everything has taken a turn so um that's what I wanted to come back on here tonight to say um if anything look at the footage you need to see what I saw.
And if you didn't know, now you know about the story of 15-year-old Jaheen Macmillan, dead. If you want to connect with me, you can follow me at Cosby on Twitter. I am Ms. Cosby on Insta. I always close with love one another. To the next time, peace.